Left Curve Comedy Network. Da 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 distraction. Da 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 distraction. Da 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 distraction. Distraction, distraction. What's up, everybody? It's Will, host of Distraction Podcast. This is the podcast where I teach you about some little everyday overlooked item that we all use and know about, but we don't know anything about its history and origins. And this week, Lindsay Adkins on Facebook asked me, Hey, Will, uh, where did the stapler come from? How'd that get started? So on tonight's podcast, we're going to learn the history and origins of the stapler. So the stapler, as you know. It's a mechanical device that joins pages together or other paper or other material with a thin metal little staple that goes through the sheets and it clamps off on the ends on the back side. But who and where did this thing come from? Well, the first known staple ever referenced was in the late 18th century. That's the late 1700s in France for King Louis XV. And he wanted to replace his wax stamps to seal pages together. And so he had someone create a gold staple. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah? Yes, we, I, I think you are leaving out a very important part of the story. Uh, King George himself here. Louis! Oh, excuse me. Did I say George or Louis? Oh, Louis. Oh, my God. I'm very You should be so embarrassed. I mean, I'm, that should be offensive to you, too. So offended. King Louis, I apologize. Uh, what part of the story am I leaving out? The wax seals that I wanted to replace with a, uh, a metal band. Mm-hmm. They were to someone very important. A metal band? Like Metallica? No. Oh, okay. I was sending some very important information that could not get out. Uh, isn't every piece of information a king sends very important? Well, sometimes. Sometimes it's just chit-chat. Okay, so what was this very important piece of information? I was starting a war. Oh, yeah, that's what kings do. With who? Austria. Austria? Uh, perhaps it was called Prussia back then. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it was called back then. It might have been. So you were starting a war with Prussia. What What oui. cheesed you off about, about Prussia? What, what was going on? What I, was the tension? I did not like the way that the, the empress looked at me. Oh, so, I was trying to flirt with her. Oh, you guys had like a little ball yes, or something. Yes, and we and went to a ball, and I asked her to dance, and she she said, in her stupid little face, she said, No, thank you. I am already spoken for. Oh, that's dumb. I've and always France? been the one to not get a dance from a woman. Well, it's you, you feel like, well, first of all, you're very little, and, uh, and you don't really it's have... It's just how people were smaller back then. <laughs> I don't think I'm comparing you to now. I'm just saying, in general, like, you're a tiny person, and you're, like, angry. Like, you're a tiny, angry person. I am not. Yeah, you are. You, like, come off abrasive, like, the way you entered here. This is just my, how I am. <laughs> Excuse me. I had, I had some salt. I had some crackles in my throat. I was clearing my throat. So you're going to start a whole war with a country because you were rejected by one lady? You didn't even try another lady? She was the only one for me. No, she wasn't because she rejected you. I do not take rejection well. So you did I am a sore loser, as they say. So, how, so what did, who were you writing to tell that you were starting a war? Don't you just usually start a war? What, you, you needed to make a staple. I was writing her father to tell, her that, tell him that she was a witch. Oh, no. Okay. 
And usually men believed other men back yeah, then, regardless of uh, no, country do, of origin or yeah, family. Yeah, and you don't believe anything that women say. Okay. And all women are witches, even if they say they are not. Uh-huh. So what what was the result of this? It- I have received that telegram. Yeah, you Just did. here to clear that up. Why the war never started. Oh. Well, it's, it's you know, that, uh, of course, it was written in French, and I don't speak French. <laughs> well, perhaps you should <laughs> learn. Said. So... Um- I uh, I read it as like oh, King Louis has a uh, has an itch. Okay, <laughs> all right, good to know. And so the war never started. You never got to be with this woman. No. But the uh, byproduct, uh, the the fortunate byproduct of this was that you invented a brand new way to put papers together. I guess so. And they were made out of uh, solid gold, by the way. These staples, because they were made for royalty, and they were made for sending very special messages, like. Mm, my heart's broken because some lady from Prussia didn't want to dance with me. Here's a gold staple in it. And then uh, nobody got that message. But uh, it was very cumbersome. And, and honestly, like that method of sealing documents didn't really take off at all. And plus, if each staple is solid gold, it wasn't really practical for anybody other than kings and royalty. No, no, it wasn't. Mm. Right? Yes. Who are you? I'm... Tim, hi. The very first are you are you stapler man? You sound like you're struggling. No, I'm just super old. You're the first stapler man. Yep. What does that mean? Well, the kings would want me to staple their oh, little messages. You. You're the one who yep. Put so the I would stapl- have to staple them. Okay, how'd you do that? Because there wasn't. Well, actually I, I a- would I would put. I would put the uh, put the the little sheets of parchment together. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh And then I would put the I'd have the gold staple thing. Sure. I'd have the the parchment on my hand. Uh huh. I'd put the the gold staple on top, and then I'd wham it with my fist. Ah! But it would go through your hand. Did you I through- found that out. Yep. Oh my gosh! Did you continue to do that? Did it just stick the parchment to your hand? Uh huh. I have. So then did you have to go like- and forty-two pieces of parchment on my body. <laughs> so I, I would now I have those to were walk. Robes. You've just stapled yourself yep. with a bunch of important messages. So I would have to walk to the country to give the king or whoever their message. Yeah, and then they would they wouldn't just tear it off of you, or you would rip it off like a. You know, call me to walk your dog sort of uh, advertisement. No, they would not tear it off. You, you never, if, you know, the thing, like, if, if you have a puncture, if you pull it out, you could die. Oh, yeah, that's true. So I think all the staples are keeping me it's alive. It's keeping all your holes plugged. Yep. Yeah. Do you feel okay? I can't feel anything at this point. <laughs> but you're filled with, you're like. I think I have diabetes. You're, oh, no. No, you eat a, like type two or type one. Yep. Okay. Yeah, both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, ate a lot of sugar in your day? Yep. Okay. Well, uh, here's the cool part about all those staples. is They're, they're solid gold. I mean, you're worth... Yeah, I knew you're, that. You're worth thousands, <gasps> if not tens of thousands of dollars. That's awesome. Yeah. I should write that down. Oh, man. When you uh, finally pass, you're going to have a, a wonderful inheritance for your family. God, you want to kill me already? What no. I, I might start unplugging your holes. Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised you're not already dead, considering it's been like 300 years. But either way, um, I'm impressed. I'm impressed. All right, well, just stop it by. I've got a message I got to get. Okay, bye. So cut to 1866. This is uh, a good, um, almost 100 years later. There's a guy named George McGill in the U.S., and he files a patent for a small, bendable brass paper fastener that was the precursor to the modern staple. So... 
Originally, he invented this thing to hold papers together by pressing it in and then you'd bend it yourself. There was no machine for it. And in 1867, he received a U.S. patent for a press to insert the fastener in the paper. So then it was more like a, sort of like a tool that you would press the staple into exactly. and then mash down. It was a tool that was used to press the staple in. Are you George McGill? I am indeed. George McGill! Thank you. Wow. This brass staple. You yes. would you, you finally figured out, like, you didn't want to be like the King Louis guy, the staple man. No, brass and, is much easier to come by it for is? the common man. It is. And that was the point. Like, paper started being used a lot more in the 1800s. Yes. And they needed a way to efficiently put it together. Yes. More papers being written, more papers needing to be bound. That's awesome. Well, you're... Innovative guy. Yes, yes. So you're telling me that this was a tool. It was a. It was like a separate tool from the staple. Right. What did it look like? The, the staple itself was just uh, an ordinary uh, rectangular shape, as they are now. Sure. But the press itself was like a small dish uh -huh. with with two divots. Yeah. Okay. You would lay the paper upon it. Yeah. Then. Put the staple right where you wanted it. Yeah. And smack it with a hammer. Nice. The dish itself with the two divots would then bend it back upon itself. Fantastic. So you still needed a hammer. So the tool you invented was a hammer? No, oh, a hammer helper. <laughs> Is that what it was called? It was indeed. Ham. Ham. <laughs> ham. Ham masher helper. That's correct. Yeah. And... I was also the person who came up with the name Staple. Were you really? Yes. I didn't know that. Before that, they were just known as the thing that holds the paper together. That seems like a very cumbersome name. Yes. Yeah, the thing that holds the paper together. But I'll tell you, if you want to really sell something, mm -hmm. give it a name like Staple. Something that means an important thing that you need all the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, did did that come first where, like you were saying... Oh, this uh, milk is a staple in my daily diet. Or did that came first? Yes, yes. Oh, it did. Yes, and then I just sort of hung my staple name upon it. That's brilliant. You're a brilliant guy. Oh, thank you, thank well, you. Well, thank you for making the hammer helper, and uh, thank you for inventing the name staple. You're welcome. Bye, George. Bye. And so he made this tool, and um, it was all it was all very cumbersome putting staples into papers. And in 1868, there was an English patent filed for an actual tool that was like a slammy tool, C.H. Gould, um, to put the staple in. And then Albert Kletzker of St. Louis, Missouri, also patented one, uh, obviously in the United States. So then we're starting to evolve a little bit beyond just a hand tool to put in a staple. It's now like one device to mash the staple in. In 1877, Henry R. Heil filed a patent for the first machine to do both, which would insert and clinch a staple in one step. I sure as shit did. <laughs> he did, he did. Oh, it's Henry Heil. Yep. Henry P. Heil. Yep. We'll go with that. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> I didn't feel... I, What's I, the P stand for? Patrick. Okay, all right. I didn't know if it was something fun. No, it's a family name. <laughs> sure, they all seem like they'd be family names. Yes. Okay. So I, 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 I wanted, I wanted something, you know, that you, it would make it easier for a person to put two things together. Uh-huh. So I made it. 
<laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Yeah, because it was very hard at the time to take like a brass staple and then to press it through with a tool and then have to bend it back with the right. tool. And no. this, your machine did it all in one. So what sweat. I did was I took apart my handgun. <laughs> yeah. And I made my, I made it, I made it useful that way. Yeah. Instead of using like a tool and then something to put another brass staple in i just use my gun for it sure yeah that sounds like i a... would put staples in my handgun and push it on some paper and it worked so you made <laughs> so are you telling me you're the first one to invent the staple gun yep <laughs> that's pretty incredible. i built my house with it <laughs> you built you built a house with a staple gun i yeah sure how long shit did, did how long did that house last through the winter <laughs> at least it got you through the winter. Yeah, that's all that matters. So you're just hammering away with a, a gun with staples in yeah. it and putting putting your house together. Helps keep varmints away too. Why is that? We well, you wouldn't want to get shot at with a staple now, would you? No, I wouldn't. So you and staples could really cause a lot of damage yeah. to a varmint. Yeah, but you know what's funny is what? if you get hurt, they put staples in you to put you back together. Yeah. But I'm going to put staples in you to tear you apart. <laughs> yeah. You don't seem like a man to be fucked with. I'll no. tell you that much. No, I grew up with with three brothers. That's <laughs> all so you know. Yeah. You know how to defend yourself. Oh, yeah. Now, did you get hurt? I mean, did they... All the they, time. Yeah. What all kind the of... Time. They do abusive things to you? Oh, yeah. I got, I got strung up by my toes. Wow. Yeah. I got, I got dunked in the... In the river, sure. A few times, the dirty river, the dirty river. Mm-hmm. I got um, I, I was made one time to, to kiss our mule on the lips. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. You didn't. You didn't want to do that. Of course not. Yeah. And what? How'd they get you to do that? They said, "Hey, you should kiss the mule on the lips." Mm-hmm. And you just went ahead and did. They didn't even force you. They just made the suggestion. You're like, "Okay, I don't no, want to be I'm dunked in the dirty river imp- again." I'm an impressionable sort of fella. <laughs> You're susceptible to suggestion. Yeah, I go to parties all the time. They make me do all sorts of things. You sound like you're being bullied a lot. I wouldn't call it that. I call it friendship. <laughs> I call it making friends. Like, what do your friends make you do at parties? Oh. Well, one time. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I sorry to interrupt. I, I don't know if this is a bad time. Hey, Patrick. Hey, it's Cynthia. You down, call me by my middle name. Down, I like that. Down the street, um, head yeah. of HOA. <laughs> just so you know. Hi. Uh, need to drop a letter off. Uh, your whole house and the staple gun thing. Yeah, we're gonna fine you for that. I know it's a fine house. Uh, oh, I don't think you understand. No, C- yeah, Cynthia, yeah, you could either fine uh, Henry, Patrick. Kyle there mm-hmm. or you could get him to do something you think would be really funny <gasps> oh you're gonna come to my party oh thank you so much do yeah. something like you could can you can we remedy this now yeah, can you, can you do? do something really humiliating and that would like even the deal mm, i've never thought of that okay all right okay if you come to my christmas party okay yeah. and you stand off in the corner and you hold two twigs up next to your head uh, and shake them type of this thing and just kind of yell out every about every minute like I'm a Christmas tree I'm a Christmas tree someone hang an ornament on me 
all will be forgiven. Well, that'd be about the fourth time I've done that. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad we got this resolved. Now you don't have to take down your house, and she'll be satisfied that she humiliated you. All right. Uh, you could have had him kiss a mule too. You could have done. You could have taken it further, but I like. Oh, that's the... Easter. That's Easter. Okay. Yeah. Look forward to that. All right. Well, thank you. And that's Henry Heil, and he uh, is the the inventor of the basically the all-in-one step mashy stapler, where you pound it and it, and it bends the staple into the thing. And, um, of course, the next evolution came from George McGill again, which is the single-stroke staple press, and with preformed staples. He took my idea. Oh, boy, you seem like a meathead. Yeah. Yeah. You like like very you very. You say he stole my idea. You think George I McGill stole your? I did no such thing. You did too. What was uh, what was your idea? Well, I'm George McKilligan. You're Mc, you're McGilligan. No, George. I'm George McKilligan. Oh, McKilligan. Yeah, and I oh. can kill with one stroke. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, I don't think he, George wasn't trying to kill anybody. He just tried to put papers together. Oh yeah, he's making it all family friendly. No, this is my thing. I had a patent on it. You look very scary. I'm frightened by you. I was as well. Yeah. What? Well, yeah. I, you I, had a I, patent I, on I, what? Stroking it off once. Killing a stroke. You got one yes. stroke. Yep. Okay. Well, that's different. That's a that's a different thing. That's a, I don't even know that you can patent a move where you just kill somebody in one oh, stroke. Oh yeah, you can patent a move. You can patent a move. Mm-hmm. Name one other move that's been patented in the history of patents. Go on, McKilligan. The the tumbler twirl. No. Oh, boy, the oh, tumbler twirl. I yep. feel like you're making that up. No, 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 it is patented. I feel like something's wrong in your brain. Oh, gosh, I got myself you know, three I'm brains. Gonna... They're all good. <laughs> three brains? Yep. What do you mean, three brains? Oh, I got one in my head. Uh-huh. Got one down my, my, my pecker. Oh, God. Okay. <laughs> you got a brain well, in your head. And then I got a third brain that lives on the side of my shoulder. It's a little head. I'm actually a twin. Another oh twin. no! Yes, he's got an. He un- wasn't a, fully formed. An unformed like- conjoined. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there he is. Mm-hmm. There's little McKilligan. Yes. My name's Bradley. Okay, Bradley. What do you think of your brother? Oh, he's the best. You think he's the best? Yeah. He seems like the worst. Like maybe the worst guy. Oh, he's so tough. He, def- he defends Thank me. you, Bradley. <laughs> it's the both of us. It's the both of yeah. us. And he's kind of a wingman, too. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to give help? away. Bradley's he, the guy. He's he helps actually you. the real guy. Are you telling me this this meathead helps you pick up chicks? Wh- chicks? Yeah. How does this I, work? The twirly tumble. That's what I call it. <laughs> no, hold on. Are you telling me you're the one who's more... Wait a minute. <laughs> this is the twirly... The, this is the patented move that yes. gets chicks? Yes. Okay. I think I have maybe like eight or nine unidentified children. I hate watching you talk. <laughs> I am so, un- I'm sorry. I had to say it. I am so uncomfortable by this. Imagine this stealing your idea. <laughs> yeah, I know. Trust me, George. I think you have nothing to worry about. These two guys don't have any ideas. Uh, bully. We have two brains worth of ideas. Yeah. Three brains. No, third. Oh, yeah. Don't forget you, about the third. Yeah. Now, do you guys have to share that third pecker brain? Yes. <laughs> you do? What does that one think? It thinks about the twirl. And so, can I... I, I don't know. Is there... Is, Paige, are there any ladies out in the in the lobby? 
that we could uh, see if see how well this works. Let me go. Let me go see. Okay. Hey. No, I'm gonna see if there's some uh, like maybe uh like just want to see how you guys speak to speak to chicks as I you like would say. I like brunettes. Okay. Hello. Oh, oh well, look. I was brought in here just at what? Hi. Hi. My name is Bradley. Uh, your I'm eyes are. Sh- your eyes are so beautiful. You have. Yeah. You Can have, I take them? Oh God. Oh God. Hey George. Uh-huh. Will you let me take over this one? Yeah, you got it. It's all You're you. the wingman. You're not supposed oh. to be threatening. You have to be you have to like help out Bradley. What 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 is that strange aroma coming from your mouth? Patchouli. <laughs> oh I swallowed a whole bunch of patchouli. Don't fall for it, miss! Oh, so that's why I feel like I'm about to dance in some Woodstock. This is working. Oh. What the hell? So wait, hold on. No, hey, stop, 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 ma'am, 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 no, 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 no. I don't need. I don't. I don't want this going any further. This is an experiment. So basically, what you're saying is that this little weird, creepy shoulder man uh, drugs women into being convinced into going home. This is. I can't approve of any of this. This is your perception. This is uh, the way we live. I would just prefer if you guys would go, okay? Right. And cover that back up, please. Cover that. Cover Bradley back up. All right, Bradley. Get back in there. Night, night. Yeah. Where, where did the handsome man go? <laughs> no, he's gone, man. This is not. This Follow me. Follow me. Okay. No, do not. No, no. George, will you make sure this lady gets home safely? I will do my best. Thank you. <laughs> I just asked the inventor of the modern uh, stapler to uh, to take care of a drugged up woman. Oh man! All right. Uh, so McGill uh, he created that single stroke staple press, and uh, the device weighed over two and a half pounds and loaded a single half inch wide wire staple, which could drive through several sheets of paper. And then in 1895, that was revolutionized again by the E.H. Hotchkiss Company in Connecticut, where they figured out, like, the reloading dilemma, where you had to reload each staple at a time. The previous versions, this one, they combined the wire staples together so that you could have uh, multiple stapling opportunities uh, in one machine. And actually, the stapler was called the Hotchkiss uh, for a while because that became the one that was most efficient. And the first use of the word stapler didn't come until 1901 in American Munsey's magazine uh, in an advertisement for that type of design, the multi, uh, multi-staple multi loading stapler. That's right! That's right! Step up right here get your multi-staple stapler right here. Oh, yeah, that's yeah, great! Yeah, yeah. The very first one, one yes. the Hotchkits Stapler. There it is. Yeah, I'm a I'm a traveling staple peddler. Uh huh. And uh, just wanting to see if you'd be interested. Any of you fine folk here would be interested in buying a stapler. I'll take two. All right, that'll be twelve and a half cents. Whoa! I'm not a millionaire. Uh, I know, but you don't get a product this high in this side of the Mississippi for nothing. Oh, you're certainly right. How? Here you are. Oh, good. Wow, you're really good at selling staplers. Nah, they don't call me Staple Brittany for nothing. Staple Brittany? Yep. Well, you're, uh, I've never heard of you, but you seem legendary. Uh, I'm a woman of my time. I wear pants. (laughs) I could see, I could (laughs) see that. Thank you. 
for wearing pants in, <laughs> into the studio. Uh, so what is your secret? Why do I mean, this man obviously couldn't afford two staplers. I don't know any family that needs really more than one stapler in the household. You sold them two. My family won't eat now. <laughs> this is... It seems abuse like like you are taking advantage of people. What is it that you're doing? Well, for one thing, it could be the pants. Uh, you but think that 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 uh, a woman in pants is convincing? Is I think men persuasive? pay more attention to a woman in pants than they do a couple of <laughs> pairs of petticoats. <laughs> look, look, Billy, look. There's a woman in pants over there. Hello, sir. Hello, young I, I, lad. Yeah. Would you like a stapler or three for your household? I'll take whatever you're selling. You're a woman in pants. All right. Am I even allowed to look at that, Pa? <laughs> I want you to look at it. You need to look hey, at it. Hey, wait a minute. Do you have a wife at home? Uh, I guess. But she doesn't wear pants. She doesn't even know what pants are. This, this woman, Brittany, Brittany is now my wife. No. But, well, hold on. Hey, who are you looking at? Uh, um, Billy was doing it. Billy. Billy, goddammit, stop it. I've got a new mom. (laughs) What? Oh, no. Is this because I'm wearing a skirt? Ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, I'll sell you a stapler as long as this will make you happy. How many rooms are in your home? (laughs) Well, we have the bathroom. We have the living room. We have, uh, the punishing room. Excellent. Seven staplers for your household. Let's do it, Margaret. Let's do it. You I never know when you'll need a stapler. You're right. I could staple the skirt to your legs and it'll become pants. <laughs> okay, here we go. I, I consent. Think, I think we figured it out. Staple Brittany, the legendary staple salesman of the turn of the century in the 19, early 1900s. Wow, that's that was incredible. I'm off to sell more staple, staplers. Ta-ta! Oh. All right, see ya, ta-ta. Bye, pants lady. Um, so... <laughs> I'm sorry, I <laughs> just thinking about this lady. Uh, that was basically the design that was being sold for another 40 years. And in 1937, almost 70 years after the first stapler device was uh, created, a stationary wholesaler named Jack Linsky created the design that we all are familiar with now. In 1937, what he would end up doing was making the stapler with a flip top open and an efficient row of staples to load in the top. It's a multi-stapling stapler that is handheld that fits on your desk. Ahoy there. Hello? I see you're holding my stapler. Uh, I am holding your stapler. Yes, that's the one I invented myself back in... Oh, 37. Wow, that's incredible. Yes. You're Jack Linsky. Yes. I invented it on my ship. That is great. On your ship. Yes. Are you a, a sailor? Yes, a whole sailor. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Hey. Okay. That, hey. Think, hello. Hi. Hi. You're Jack. Oh, it's so nice to meet you. What's going on? Oh, nothing. I'm just bruh. You're just bruh? Yeah, bruh. Bruh? I'm just a half sailor. Oh, God. Okay, bruh. I've got a whole crew This guy them. looks like he has scurvy. Yeah, yeah, I do. Oh, my gosh. Um, we but need I to put get him a on one side of the boat, mm-hmm. and his friend, Ruh, 
on the other side. <laughs> oh, that's me. Yeah. I'm bruh. So the, the two guys together are bruh, bruh? Correct. Bruh, bruh. We balance out the ship. And you're a, you're a wholesaler. They're Correct. half sailors. They're on either side. Do they row? Oh, do they? Well, I guess you sail. You don't really row. Yeah. Both. I row on the right side because that's all I have is the right half of my body. Mm-hmm. And, uh, bro and I'm just left. Yep. Okay. Wow. This yeah. is this is incredible. And we got to work together. Otherwise, if one of us falls asleep or takes a nap or falls over, we're just going to go in circles. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I haven't slept in 14 days. That's a fortnight. Yeah. Uh, guys, uh, I've never I've never thought about this, but I feel like maybe if you guys would get together, you could create something amazing. Like if you guys would come together as one person. In fact, I saw that earlier tonight where there was a, a really strong man with a tiny little man on his shoulder. I feel like if you guys would conjoin together, you could be stronger together. Well, what do you think, Jack? You know, if there was only a method to combine two things into one. All this time, it's been right in front of me. I never thought of it. I could join you two together. <gasps> Let's do it now. Let's make him a whole sailor. Let's look bra-ra into bra. Come on over. Let's make one bra. Come together, lads. <laughs> look at you. I feel it. I have a right side. And I have a left side. Together we are bra. <laughs> Great, we did it. Oh, this is wonderful. Now hold on. Now there's one more test I want. I want to bring in that lady from and see if she's she's better for, from the lobby. Hey, uh, ma'am, are you feeling better? Hi. Now there's. I want you to see how you. I want you to talk to Bra here. See. <gasps> wow. You're you're beauty. You're beautiful. You're hey. the most beautiful creature I've ever seen. Thank Isn't you. he? Wow. Thank you. Thank you. She's mine. She's mine. Get the, get the hell away from She's me. Mine. She's mine. Don't you. Mind. No, no, don't. No, no. No, no. This is exactly what I feared would happen to that guy from King Louie. He's bleeding. They're bleeding out. No. <laughs> Come with me. Come with me. Which one? Do you, which husk do you want? Oh, I didn't know they were going to fight over me. There's enough of me to go around. Not anymore. You better hurry no, up and choose. No, I guess I'll take the beanie, beanie, beanie. I guess I'll take the one on the right. The one on the right. Yes, that's me. Oh, <laughs> I, you did it. Oh no! And they are. They look like they're completely gone at this point. I'm so sad, ma'am. I am sorry for the trauma we've put you through today. Oh, uh, I'll, I'll actually, I'll take you home. All right. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, just wait. Ma'am, I hear that you're interested in uh, uh, two persons and one. I can do that for you. Get her, Bradley. Do it. Oh, she's back. Yeah. Oh, there's my angel. Uh, oh, no. She's being seduced by the patchouli breath. Oh. You okay. can take me home, Bradley. Oh, God. <laughs> or, listen, I, as long as that sounds like she was into it, and it seems like it was confirmed that she's into men with two things, <laughs> two two heads. Two <laughs> we don't know how many things they. We know that guy has one thing with one brain. But uh, anyway, I hope they have a happy life. So let's proceed. So Jack Linsky, the wholesaler, created the design 
of the stapler that we all know and love now, that we are all familiar with. And in fact, that became the Swing Line product, the one of the most popular staple brands on earth. It was made fun of in office space. It's a, if you think of a brand of stapler, it's a Swing Line, and the design has not really been improved upon ever since. That is correct. I have every single model of swing line stapler that has ever been made. Who are you? My name is Kurt. Oh, Kurt. Yes. The staple collect the stapler collector. I am a stapler collector. And so tell me about uh the different models you have. Well, I have the original 1937 stapler. Sure, yeah, the in, Linsky. In in a little in, in like a a, a, bl- a Bluish gray was the original hue, though over time it's faded more into a pewter. Uh huh. Sure. Yeah. Uh, I think my most prized possession, though, is the 2002 Hello Kitty swingline stapler. Yeah. It has an audio chip embedded. Oh, neat. And uh, that's your most prized possession. Yes, it is worth over two thousand dollars. Wow, that's yes. a lot of money for a stapler. Yes. That's almost like if with inflation, that was almost the original price of the first staple that was sold by Staple Britney. Yes, for two it ruined so for many people. And a half cents. I've read up on my stapler history. Yeah, of course you would know Staple Britney then, who, oh who gosh, routinely went around the land ripping people off. Like, selling people staplers who did not need them. Well, she was a woman of her time, really. She was wearing pants, you see. <laughs> well, I know all about the pants. It's very persuasive to see a woman in pants. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, so show me show me some moves with this uh, Hello Kitty stapler. Right. So, uh, the Hello Kitty stapler itself has a few uh, nifty tricks that it can do. If you open the latch like this, it makes this sound. And then if you staple something, uh, particularly three pages or more, it makes this sound. Have a good day. (laughs) What? What? Which is the, of course, as you know, (laughs) Hello Kitty tagline. (laughs) Have a good day. That is correct. I didn't realize Hello Kitty knew English. Hello Kitty know English? It's his second language. (laughs) Uh, Hello, hello. I'm so sorry. I don't mean to interrupt, but uh, StaplerCon is just about to start. (gasps) StaplerCon around here? Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mm. Okay, well, take off then. The world's largest staple convention. Cool, you go take that Hello Kitty stapler and impress some people. And you're welcome to stay. Oh, (laughs) thank you. you, I don't don't mind, actually. I don't mind. What a dick. I didn't realize stapler collectors were going to be such assholes. Uh, so, so Jack Linsky created the Swing Line product, and uh, and they just continue to evolve from there for various different reasons. But that is a long way from the time when you had to use some sort of hammer and, and ham, ham masher helper to put a staple in. And it's never been improved upon. Kids, this. kids. Uh-huh. I've got some ham masher helper on the... Stove. Do we want any? Do we? Again? All right, I got I got cheeseburger mac, or I got tuna. <laughs> Just tuna? That, that, yes. that's, see, that makes sense to me that you get like a cheeseburger, like a, a flavor, but it's like turn your turn your hamburger into tuna flavor. It's, hel- it's like the that sounds like bad help. 
it's a healthier opportunity, and it's, I'm trying to lose a little still, bit of weight. It's still hamburger. So basically, you're, you're but calling your it hamburger. tuna makes me feel better. Yeah, it's a ruse, and you're trying to feed your children it's this garbage. It's not a ruse. It's tuna. <laughs> It is not. You just like, this is the best tuna, Mom. It tastes just like the McDonald's hamburger. Thank I like you, it. Cameron. Can I have some more mustard for my tuna? Of course you can, oh. McKaylee. <laughs> Thank you. Ugh. This is the ham masher helper. It's got to be like it's the lowest. It's changed my life. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Are you feeling okay? Are you having any ill side effects? Well, I get winded after like two or three flights of stairs. And the last time I went to the doctor, they said my blood pressure was through the roof. Yeah, because it's just all it's just all pure salt that no, tastes like it's fish. It's you, like sea salt. You see, if it's, you tell yourself it's tuna. Or if you tell yourself it's a broccoli salad, you'll feel so much better. Oh, yeah. Well, I guess... How do you feel, Cameron and McKaylee? I feel great. I like it, too. I'm calling mine Kale. (laughs) Isn't he a smart boy? They don't seem to have any side effects at all. Nope. I tell everybody all I eat is kale. How old are you? I'm 23. Yep, that's a problem. He's very little. <laughs> he looks like that underdeveloped twin on that guy earlier. <laughs> How about you? Oh, me? Yeah, how old are you? Sorry, I was eating an orange. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a big handful of meat you have. Well, this is raw meat. Call it what you will. <laughs> Good girl, McKaylee. Thank you. Oh, God. And that, my friends, is the history of the stapler. Uh, Thanks for joining us on Distraction Podcast. Thank you to my improvisers tonight, Mookie Harris, Kelsey Van Voorst, Matt Kirchhoff, Paige Scott (laughs) jumping in and scoring the whole thing. And I'm Will. We'll see you next time on Distraction. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Distraction. Da 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 distraction. Da 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 distraction. Da 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 distraction. Distraction. Red Curve. Red Curve Comedy Network. <laughs> <laughs>